I'm not sure if you've even heard about Raising Kids God's Way. But it's a series of books that really helps parents get a good grasp and understanding of how they can really just be the best parent that they possibly can be. And I think we all want to be that parent. And just reading through these books and going through these before, it's it's difficult, right, to do everything that do everything right. But with some of the things that I've taken from that, obviously I'm not close to being a perfect parent, but some of the things that I took from reading those books was the difference between childishness and foolishness. Essentially, one of my children can do something wrong, and whether it's childishness or foolishness really depends on their heart. And that is a big deal. Sometimes kids just don't know better. And sometimes they do, and they specifically do something wrong on purpose. So even though the action can be the same, the punishment really should be different depending on whether they were acting childishly or they were acting foolishly. Chapter 14 of Romans is a chapter where where the Apostle Paul is really addressing some of the issues that are coming up in the church because at this point, Jesus had come and died and he rose back again to heaven and he came and he fulfilled the law. And so now we have this whole church for centuries who had been following the Old Testament law and the procedures and the rules and they had been doing this and created lots of customs and lots of traditions and now newer believers aren't necessarily doing those things and so there's this tension like should we still be doing everything that we've always been doing or do we not have to do these things anymore and it's just tough because some are telling them no you don't need to do that anymore God doesn't care about that God just cares about this and then they're like no we're supposed to not eat meat, or we're supposed to observe the, the Sabbath on Saturday, or we're supposed to, I mean, the rules go on and on and on and on. There's this tension here from the people who have been following this law for centuries and the new believers that are coming in and giving their life to Christ. And so the Apostle Paul has to deal with this and the church because it's a lot of tension here. And here's a few verses that stand out to me. In verse 4 of chapter 14, it says this, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? That's a lot of perspective right there. Now, there are certain things that are clear that God doesn't want us to do that are sin. That's obvious. You shouldn't be sinning. God does not draw you closer to him by sinning. It does the exact opposite. You sin when you turn from what God has for you, and you go and you seek something else. You're missing the mark of what God has for you. You're rebelling against him. That is clear, and there's several scriptures that outline what a lot of sin is. That's really not what we're talking about here. We're talking about when we give our life to God, what is it we should be doing? Who is it for me to judge what you should be doing or how you should be worshiping and honoring God with your life? I don't want you to judge me. And My wife and I have some friends who have really done some self-awareness and just analyzed their whole life, and they came to a point where they didn't want to do some of the traditions that all other Christians do. They would say, hey, why are we doing this? It's like, why do we celebrate Christmas? Like, what, what is causing us to do this? And they really have self-analyzed themselves, and they've stopped doing some things that, like, all other Christians do. And I know that they've received some flack for it, but I have been really impressed that they were convicted to do that 
and they're doing it to honor God and to give Him glory and honor. I mean, how amazing is that? That they were willing to take a look and seek out the way that they need to give God honor and glory and they were willing to do it even if they got ridiculed and even if people didn't understand. How can you not be impressed by something like that? I think that's something that we all should do on a regular basis. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Get all the way down to even the simplest, smallest thing. Why do I even go to church? I am big on if you're not doing something for a purpose, you're not going to accomplish anything by doing it. Like I said before, if this, if I have two children and they both do the same thing wrong, one of them can be doing it because they, maybe they just didn't know better, and the other can be doing it because they were doing it because they had a hateful heart and they were trying to hurt somebody or something. Two totally different reasons why to do it. I am big on the heart of things. I am big on the purpose that you're doing something. Why are you doing it and are you getting out of it what you're doing or are we going just through motions? Because I am convinced that just going through motions is not honoring God or worshiping Him or giving Him glory. So let's second guess ourselves. Just because I'm doing something that I think I should be doing, if I'm not doing it with the right heart and the right mindset and the right purpose, I may be accomplishing nothing and doing it in vain. There's a lot here in Romans chapter 14, but for that verse stuck out to me the most. For what it's worth, those are my thoughts. And as always, I hope that you're getting into the words yourself because I have a passion for the church to make God a priority again. And if you're getting into his word, he's going to speak to you. He's going to mold you and he's going to shape you into the person that you need to be to be on his team and for him to work in you and to use you. Hopefully this helps encourage you, but I want you to get into the word yourself. So for what it's worth, those are my thoughts. Have a great day.